How to be a creator. Number five, going back to the David Chang chapter from his book, How to Eat a Peach. He has 33 rules for becoming a chef. And he says, rule number five, fight for the job you want. When it comes to picking a place to work, aim for a restaurant with a kitchen that will push you beyond your skills and comfort zone. If you're lucky enough to land a job interview, show up early, shower and look presentable, bring all your equipment in case they want you to stodge right away. If the restaurant tells you they're not hiring, but you're sure this is the place for you, don't give up. That's the end of the highlight. He goes on to talk about Magnus Nielsen showing up every morning, uh, asking for a job. He gets denied, 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 and then eventually he is given the chance. This reminds me, yesterday I was playing pickleball. It is one of these things, being pushed beyond your skills and comfort zone and then really trying to find an environment for that. I'm not good at pickleball. I have a friend that I play with. We're we're okay. He's better than me. And we're okay. If you're good at pickleball, we're bad. If you have never played before, we're okay. It is one of those things where in theory, it's like easy to nod your head. In theory, I understand this idea of like play with the varsity. You'll get better be outside of your comfort zone. But it was different to think it and then to actually feel that. We tried these different courts. We went to the ones in Palo Alto. Usually we play in Foster City. The competition is a little better. There's just way more courts, so you get different levels of competition at um, Palo Alto. We it, it was in the afternoon, so that there weren't as many people. So people were just trying to find other people that just two bodies to play with. There were these two guys, and you could tell they were pretty good took it serious. Then they just said, hey, do you, do you guys want to play? And it's one of those like, going in, we know there's not really going to be a shot here. But I knew it could be a place to learn. And then it was that feeling, really feeling being outside of the comfort zone, being pushed beyond my skill level. Just as an example, sometimes I just lob it like <laughs> to try to bail myself out. At least this will get the thing over the net. If I do that with bad players, people at our level, sometimes it works out, then they just hit, miss hit. But with these two, they just crush it back. It's it's over, basically. If I try to lob it up, like, that's done. Feeling that and also realizing if we were always playing that level of competition, it would help me remove that bad habit. My skills would I get better, faster. That said, they were probably like taking it a little easy on us. And I think it was towards the end of probably a few hours that they were playing. So you can go maybe too far where it's like, yeah, maybe Magnus Nielsen showing up at the restaurant over and over and over. He probably had some skills to back it up to eventually get a chance there one of those mornings when he asked for the job. If you are doing that and you don't have any skills to back it up, that can be like if I was a complete beginner and then trying to play uh, with advanced players. One, it's just not going to be useful for either one and then they'll probably hate it. It is a thing where it can be annoying to play outmatched, especially when the courts are full. They weren't in this case. You waste their time because it's like 11-0. You're playing for like five minutes and then it's over. Then they have to wait again. So that's my story. This idea, fight for the job you want, keep showing up. Switching to Jerry Salt's essay about how to be an artist. Lesson number five, work, work, work. He writes, Sister Corita Kent said, the only rule is work you work, it will lead to something. It's the people who do all of the work all of the time who eventually catch on to things. I have tried every way in the world to stop work block or fear of working of failure. There is only one method that works, work and keep working. 
Every artist and writer I know claims to work in their sleep. I do all the time. That's the end of the highlight. He goes on to talk about Jasper Johns, that it came to him in a dream to paint large American flag paintings. The idea here, to become an artist, you have to work. Going back to the chef example, Magnus Nielsen, I'm sure he didn't just like show up at the restaurant, ask for the job, and then stop. And like that that's just what he did. He, I'm sure he went to go work on his skills in some way or another. But one of the more inspiring parts of the David Chang book, How to Eat a Peach, is when he's just talking about the practice that he did. He bought a bunch of vegetables to improve his knife skills because he he ended up like at a place where he was outside of his comfort zone. All the other cooks were more skilled than him. He needed to just put like practice in and he would cut these vegetables over and over and over at home practice put cooking shows on i like that idea it is that like romantic picture of someone grinding at some craft with art same thing whatever your art is there is probably some sort of daily practice that you can do to improve in the fundamentals and to keep on working i'm trying to shift to make this about digital creators online creators people making uh, stuff on the internet youtube creators podcasters people writing newsletters. Maybe, maybe that's like a little too broad. The key part is the internet part of things. What I wrote here is number five, I'll work for free and do anything is useful. And then it's not useful. I don't know if all of my rules are just going to be, it depends sort of things. You have to work for the job that you want. You can create the job that you want online. The, the internet makes it more possible to create a job that you want so that you don't have to show up at a doorstep every single day. Persistence still probably pays off. I listen to a lot of podcasts. But a theme that seems to come to mind is that people will reach out to a large creator because they want to work on their team. Usually those people are really busy. Sometimes it is just a matter of following up a few times and then they're like, oh, hey, yeah, sorry, I meant to get back to you. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, can you do this for me? I have a couple examples here of, well, not examples for this first one, but um, some advice. Colin and Samir, they have this podcast called Creator Support and a great channel about YouTubers. Samir says, we get a lot of resumes via email. We get a lot of pitches for like, hey, I'll come do anything for you through Instagram DM. That's ended the highlight. But he goes on to say, it's really hard to have space and time for that at the moment. That's not really that good of a pitch to someone. There are so many people that probably reach out with exactly that. I'll do anything. Like, okay, great. But what are you actually good at? Because there's a hundred people that are saying they'll do anything for us. You need to have, I'll do anything. Here's what I've done. This reminds me of Jack Butcher. He's one of my favorite creators online. He does illustrations, a lot of different things now. He has a course called Visualize Value. And he had a, another course that was called Permissionless Apprentice which is kind of along the lines of this. Let's say there's 10 people that are emailing Colin and Samir saying, I'll do anything. And then there's one person that says like, hey, I'll do anything. Look, I've edited a few videos down. Feel free to use them. They probably won't, but it does show that you know how to do things that they want that could be helpful to them. You can post these sorts of things on your own channels. Uh, a key thing is also, this is something from like Dickie Bush and Nicholas Cole. They run ship 30 for 30 and they point out that creators especially if they're posting on twitter if they're posting on social media they want to share your work when people like ping like you know uh, tag them in different things 
creators want to share good stuff. So if you can make something good that's worthwhile, they're, they're not going to share everything. But if you make stuff, put it on your platform, and it's based on something from their work, and it's good, then they're happy to share that. And you're proving that you can do something useful. But saying like, hey, I want to pick up some skills. I'll do it for free. Just tell me what to do. It doesn't always work, uh, especially online when there's so many people are available uh, and making themselves available in that way. Then uh, another related example here is Billy Oppenheimer. He is one of Ryan Holiday's research assistants. He talks about, I think it was like in 2018, how he, this was from the D Danny Miranda podcast, uh, where he's talking about how in 2018, he got the opportunity, reached out to Ryan Holiday, and then he said, okay, yeah, I have some stuff that uh, you can work on. And Ryan Holiday, he must get so many emails. And I bet a lot of them are like, hey, I'll do, I'll do anything for you. I just want to work together, learn from you, especially because Ryan Holiday talks about how important and how much he learned from an apprenticeship with Robert Greene. So that's in his writing. And so people read that and probably reach out to Ryan and say like, hey, I want, I want to learn also. Okay, so Billy Oppenheimer uh, says, this is a few different highlights from uh, this interview, but all kind of together. I'll try to paraphrase it. So uh, the actual like quotes he says are, uh, the value in this material is not in the novelty, it's in the practicality. So that is a quote from one of his professors. I think he was in college at the time. Billy Oppenheimer had been doing this practice, this morning routine, where he would write one page a day from Ryan Holiday's book, The Obstacle is the Way. It's whole copywriting exercise of just handwriting someone else's work so that you get a feel for pace of it and you get to really deeply read their content. That quote from his professor, the value is in this material is not in the novelty, it's in the practicality. So Ron Holiday is known for his writing on stoicism. Those ideas are practical. The novelty is that uh, like, oh, it's from, um, you know, a few thousand years ago. That's like kind of novel from this uh, society that is very well known and still very memorable. The value is in the practicality of it, that these ideas can be applied today. He shared that quote from his professor when he emailed Ryan Holiday. He wrote a similar pitch that it'd be great to do some work. Love the work, by the way. Here's this quote from my professor. Ryan replied, that's a great line by your professor. I actually could use some help. I'll be in touch. After that, he got some small tasks Ryan sent the audio for a conversation with Robert Green and asked uh, for the transcription. So he did that, like a two-hour phone call. He transcribed that and then got more and more things like that over a few months. Billy Oppenheimer also like acknowledges the timing was right. You have to have the luck of timing. Ryan Holiday was starting to expand what he was doing at the time, starting to build out a team, starting to need things like researchers and starting to have these tasks to outsource to people. There is the timing aspect of it. The higher up you go in something, like as far as like the people you're reaching out to, if they already have a large team of specialists, it's going to be harder to just say like, hey, I'll do anything. They probably have people that are better for any single thing that they need to do in their process. They probably have a specialist for it. Getting back to like trying to tie these all together, how to be a chef, fight for the job you want. This is just identifying the environment you want to work in, the people you want to work with. And then to be an artist, work, work, work. 
So this is that idea, like to get that sort of role, you have to work hard at it. And to be a digital creator, remember that work for free and do anything is not as useful as, hey, I can do this specific thing for you. And also that you don't have to show up at the door. You don't have to have permission on the internet to create things that will get noticed. So find ways for that if you want to be noticed by a certain group of people or a specific person. Thanks for listening.